Welcome to The Strong Room, presented by McMillan Estate Planning. I'm Herb Hamm. This weekly program features interviews with families and business owners telling their stories and our estate planning professionals presenting timely legal and tax advice and valuable information on charitable giving. Good Estate Planning is about life and legacy, and our program today focuses on how business owners can create a financial legacy and a legacy of positive influence. Here is estate and trust planning specialist, Sherry McMillan, in conversation with Warren Kreps, CA and business owner. Well, welcome, Warren. We're so delighted to have you as our guest today. I've had the privilege of knowing you for some time now, and I highly respect the way in which you've uh, created your business. And I thought by way of introduction, perhaps we could talk about that a little bit today. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for having me. It's my pleasure to spend some time with you today. I, I've got a, a very exciting, fun story that uh, a lot of small business owners can uh, relate to. Uh, I am currently the uh, the head partner of a accounting practice here in Calgary, and uh, we have we have connected um, made, made a solid connection with Arthur Solheim who started a practice before I was born and continued a successful practice. And we spent 10 years together connecting and working a succession plan that at the result of that has created a fantastic practice with 15 happy employees, uh, 600 fantastic clients, and just a great reason to uh, get up in the morning and have a great day at work. And uh, that that practice was successful before I came along and had a lot of great values and traditions. And we were able to capture, retain, and protect all of those values and to extend those to new people, young people, the next generation of accountants to take good things and carry them on and be successful and and happy doing it. So that succession plan, I I have to give a lot of credit to Arthur Solheim, who had the foresight and vision to take five to ten years to create a good plan, to find a good fit, a great candidate to work with, and it worked very well for the two of us. And we spent a lot of time together, a lot of commitment together, but we both were very happy with the results, and it's worked wonderfully for both Arthur and myself. I'm certain Arthur is very complimented with the hard work you've put in, Warren, because I know in having the privilege of working alongside your firm over time, um, you really have wonderful values that come through with your clients. And, you know, I don't make light of this, but you're much more than a CA. You're also a business owner, and that comes through in how you choose to work with others. Yeah, that's right. And, And I love to share the story of my business world with my clients because we share the the same experiences, the challenges of cash flow management, of 
making payroll with employees at critical times while paying taxes, while managing uh, an organization. All of those challenges we are familiar with as business owners and can share our experiences directly. And, and they are not academic, they're reality. That's right. They're practical, really, aren't they? Absolutely. Now, that being said, because you've had the life experience of being part of a succession plan, I'd like to understand a little bit more about some of the ideas you have on how private businesses should consider estate planning. And obviously, you're more than welcome to integrate some of your life experience in that as well, Warren. What we find with a lot of our clients, they are considering estate planning as a big picture, long-term decision that they want to make in and amongst day-to-day activities, keeping up with their needs to stay compliant with filing tax returns and filing financial statements. When we get to talking about their estate, uh, there's many assets that they consider. I find that their small private business is often one of the most important assets to them. Uh, There's a financial component, but there is also something much more personal and passionate behind that. So we spend a lot of time talking about an estate and legacy. And I make a distinction between the financial legacy and what I've coined as a, a legacy of influence positive influence and a small business is a unique asset that has the power to provide both financial and strong influential power to your community. I certainly agree with you Warren. I think there are the two facets to every estate plan and often both are neglected because it's not an area that people you know rapidly go and sit down and complete. So let's start today with talking about the actual financial side and how you have to care and steward that well. Um, and obviously there's some tactical things that have to happen in tax. Yeah, that's right, Sherry. We we focus a lot, of course, on the financial component. The financial component of our legacy is very important and perhaps a given. One of the most common tools that we use in the business community is the use of a holding company a private, often family-held holding company. And that company has a lot of ability to create a structure that is very helpful on the estate planning side in dealing with your estate and making the transition for numerous assets, the golden eggs that our golden goose creates. And that hold co uh, becomes very helpful in an estate planning structure. That's very useful for uh, the financial legacy that you can create for those that we leave behind. Now, Warren, for those of us who don't have an accounting background, can you describe in terminology the difference between a hold co and an op co, which is often what you might hear your accountant say? That's right. We, we often start a discussion with someone uh, getting into business or taking their idea and now that idea and passion becoming a, a legal structure, a tax structure, we refer to 
the operating business that does the business, has multiple clients, provides services. We simply call that Opco, and that company is the generator. If you will, I refer to that as the golden goose that lays multiple golden eggs as it gets successful. And so we we use Opco as a label to to talk about that entity. Much distinguished from what we call Holdco, which is a separate legal entity. It does not do business of its own, generally speaking. It holds a number of investments, including shares of Opco uh, frequently. And that company is one where you would likely have multiple shareholders, either directly or indirectly through the use of trusts. And that works very well for estate planning. The Holdco also has a fantastic ability to power growth of your Opco. And that's something we'll talk about specifically. Uh, just a fantastic opportunity for you to grow your operating company, which might start in a basement with one employee yourself to become an employee, a six employee operation, 10 employees, 100 employees. And the ability to grow requires capital and your hold co becomes a fantastic tool to grow. So ultimately, then this is a safeguard and a protection that you could employ early on in structuring your business. But what about those businesses that weren't keen enough to prepare ahead? Well, there, there's always a time, uh, aside from the ideal world where we'd love to have everything squared away, there's always a time to start today and create a plan for going forward. So there's always an opportunity to create a holding company. There are a number of tax deferred provisions that we can take advantage of. We'll just, without getting too technical, to talk about estate freezes as a, as a general term. So good for listeners to be aware that there are lots of planning tools available today. Um, and we talk generally that the sooner the better uh, but certainly if you have a, a well-run Opco today and see the benefit of creating a Holdco, you can start that today and a lot of great things can happen from this day forward. Sherry McMillan and Warren Krebs will be back in a moment. This is The Strong Room.